What's doing, guys? You are now listening to the first official KG's podcast, Skits and Gigs. What's doing? I'm your fucking host, Keith KG. And this podcast, I'm just going to be speaking about. Um, I did previously, I did some volunteering in Cyprus back in 2018 for eight months. And I just want to talk about that uh, experience I had over time and uh, give you some information on if you were to do some volunteering yourself, how you go about doing it and just give you some insight on what it's like um, how to how to go about it. And um, I'm going to be speaking about leading up to it as well. So you get to learn a bit about me. And the reason I'm doing this podcast on Cyprus is because I can speak about Cyprus for a long time. So it's a good first solo podcast to do. The rest of the podcast won't be like this. It'll be with other people on it. It's just for the first time. So yeah, let's get it going. So uh, where am I going to start? Uh, let me see. So um, after I finished secondary school, I got 298 points in the leave insert. 298. Two points off, 300. I had put down for a course in Minute. Um, applied, no, I think it was just social sciences, 300 points. Uh, missed out by two. I put down a lot of stupid fucking courses as well down on the uh, CAO, but I hadn't a clue what the fuck I wanted to do. So it was probably better off that I didn't get the 300 points because it probably wouldn't have been something I wanted to do in college. That's social sciences. So thankfully, uh, I decided to do a PLC in Moat. Ended up doing the PLC for the year. Um, passed it. was a piece of piss. Fucking handiest thing ever. Got me into Minute. And I ended up, uh, now I'm actually studying community and youth work in Minute. That's the course that it got me. I did applied social studies in Moat. And uh, that got me straight into Minute to do community and youth work. So that was a fucking buzz. I didn't have to fucking repeat tank fuck because that would have been grim. So anyway, during my time, the reason I'm fucking saying this is because during my time in Moat, I had to do a mandatory fucking two weeks placement. So on two weeks placement, I was working down in Athlone with a woman I had worked with beforehand. She works in uh, fucking Youth Work Ireland. Youth Work Ireland. I was working down there. Savage spot, doing some unreal work. I mentioned to her that on my time on placement that um, I'd like to go abroad and study abroad. Or at least just work abroad for a year or so. So she goes, all right, leave it with me. If anything ever pops up, I'll get back to you. So <clears throat> cool, about four months later, I'd say. And I've passed... Everything emote. I've already ex and I don't think I had accepted the course for Minute, but I had got it. I just recently got it. I hadn't accepted it. Oh fuck, no, I did. I had accepted it. I got the course. I had to do interviews and shit for it. Yeah, I ended up getting it. And I was sitting at the bus stop waiting to go <coughs> somewhere, obviously. And I got a phone called, buzz phone called, and it was the lady from Atlone saying that there was an opportunity to go to Cyprus for eight months on Erasmus. Some of you might not know that I it, it is Erasmus, what I did, the volunteer, and EVS. That's what it is. But, uh, yeah, so I was like, all right, fuck. What am I going to do? I'm already after accepting the course. I was like, look, if I can defer the course to Minute, I'll definitely take it. I'll go for the eight months. So I was like, cert. Went home that night anyway, chat to the parents, got onto Minute, deferred the course, was like, fuck it, come on, we pick up and go. Because at the time, uh, I think it was around July, I'd say, when I accepted it. But I had been, I was getting ready to move I was moving from Kinnegad I used to live in Kinnegad live in Mullingar now but I was moving from Kinnegad at the end of August so it was good that I got to go to Cyprus mid-August because I wasn't there throughout that whole fucking hassle having to move houses or whatever so it was good so I was like all right so leading up to the week beforehand before going to Cyprus was fucking nuts had a load of sessions said good luck to all the boys all the girls all the boys and I was fucking off. I dipped. I left Kinnegad and I was on my way up to Dublin. Then I, I was mid-August anyway. On the way up to Dublin to get the flight anyway. And say so you looked at the parents. Say so you looked at a brother. Take it easy. Uh, flight's delayed by four hours. Sitting on my fucking Kindle for about four hours. Waiting on this poxy flight. Get onto the plane. Still no words. Still no movement for about 40 minutes. And then a uh, voice comes on at the intercom saying that the flight's been cancelled. So off the plane. Back down. To the gate. Uh, I waited down at the gate for fucking ages. So we finally get information to go down to the fucking, wherever the line is where you stand in the airport. I had to wait in the line for 40 minutes. 
And then they tell me, all right, so I, I'm in contact with the people in Cyprus as well. I'm like, here, what the fuck's going on? Flights have to be cancelled. So the people at the airport go, well, you can either cancel your ticket or you can come back tomorrow morning and you get a flight to Barcelona and you stay in Barcelona for, I think it was three nights. And then you get connecting flight after them three nights over to Cyprus. So I was like, oh, for fuck sake so i text people in cyprus i was like will i just cancel the ticket and come later in august or will i go to barcelona so they were like fuck it take the barcelona one so i was like hurry grand so i wasn't gonna go home because i'd say good luck to everybody so i rang my brother back up thankfully he lives in dublin so he came up picked me up ended up flaking in his for the night so after his we next morning woke up was gone on the flight to barcelona so got over in barcelona properly and it was fucking, actually, no, I, didn't, oh, I think I did. Yeah, no, I went midday. I wasn't in the morning. I went midday. I got over to Barcelona properly. I'm pretty sure the flight was delayed again. There was only about four people on the flight. Got over there. Ended up having to wait in line for about fucking two hours because tickets. Yeah, I had to find out what hotel I was going to and what bus I was getting or whatever because they had, the airport had set me up for it. Heat a warning. If you ever think of going with Vueling, V-U-E-L-I-N-G, the fucking um, airport company, whatever the fuck, the airline, Vueling Airline, do not. Their biggest piece of fucking shit. After going to my hotel and all, they didn't even give me money for food. Like, because my flight was cancelled, they're supposed to give you, they're supposed to hook you up. But they ended up giving me vouchers for the, for the airport. So if I wanted food, I had to spend the vouchers in the airport. Now, I'm staying in a hotel 20 minutes away from the airport, so the fuck am I supposed to do every day? Get a fucking taxi to the airport just so I can have a munch and then go back to the hotel? Fucking stupid. So, anyway, they were a fucking waste. Finally got to my air fucking hotel after fucking ages of queuing and waiting and getting a fucking poxy bus. Passed out. And for the next three days, that hotel room was my fucking sanctuary. I was flaked out for the whole three days, just catching up on well-needed sleep, flaking out, watching Netflix, jerking off, chatting to people on FaceTime eating takeaway and eating shitty food in the hotel room, waiting for the three days to come, preparing me for what the shitstorm was about to be that was Cyprus. Right, so after after the three days, hopped in the airplane, was over to Cyprus, got there proper late, obviously, because it was like a fucking six-hour flight, scandalous. Got to Cyprus, greeted by my mate Carl. Carl's probably the only name I'll mention here because still good buzz with Carl. Everyone else is going to go by where they're from. And another uh, Cypriot man picked us up in, in uh, our minivan, the, the actual volunteer's minivan, to bring us to the house. Minivan's a big nine-seater white minivan, and the thing doesn't even have fucking seatbelt. It's the biggest, ricketyest piece of shit I've ever fucking seen in my whole life. I don't know how it was still running. It's about fucking 50 years old. The car was fucking insane. Anyway, float back to the gaff at like 2 o'clock in the morning, 36 degrees out, fucking sweating balls, hop straight into bed. It was scaldy as fuck. So I woke up in the morning then and I met the people that I was going to be spending the next eight months with. And I tell you, that is such a weird fucking feeling. It is so trippy waking up and meeting people that you are not going to be able to not look at for the next eight months. Like, I mean, not going to be able to not be in their company for the next eight months. Oh, it was fucking weird. But anyway, got up and I met the other volunteers in the house. So... This is it, uh, hopefully it doesn't stay get too complicated with because I'm not using names. But there was there's me, there was the other Irish fella Carl, there was a Portuguese guy, um, a Spanish woman, uh, Italian woman, and a Sicilian woman. That were all in the house. So the Spanish, Italian, and Sicilian are all within the age range of like 26, 27, and 28. And then me, Carl, and the Portuguese guy were all 19. So it's a bit, it's a bit trippy. There's three fucking older women and there's three young lads in there, <coughs> but we got on well. Everyone seemed to get on well in the house for the first few months, which was probably the best few months of my time over there, hundred percent. So basically, for the first few weeks, we met up with our mentors, the people who own the organization. We got to see what they did in the organization, and we got to choose where we wanted to work within the organization. So, um, kindergarten A. It was kin just two kindergartens, kindergarten A and kindergarten B. Then there was an elderly home where elderly people stay. There's an elderly club where they go and fucking... I'll explain. I'll go into deep. And then there was a toddler. I think it was toddlers or infants. Int I keep saying toddlers. We got to choose where we wanted to work. So we got to 
work in each place for maybe two weeks each and then we got to decide okay where would actually suit me better so kindergarten a and b was pretty basic working with kids age like two to four and basically being a teacher's assistant like the basic shit i had to do was go in every day and fucking clean the place up play with the kids come up with activities with the kids i was basically learning in class as well because the teacher was like teaching the kids in the classroom and i was sitting also paying attention as well so i was learning greek very basically with the young kids and from the teacher as well so it was actually pretty decent for me but i had a great time those fucking kids are absolutely skits in kinder i obviously i picked kindergarten a and kindergarten b to bounce between and also so did the sicilian woman she picked um kindergarten a and b so we bounced between the two we would swap every week so basically yeah i was just a teacher's assistant really but it was a fucking savage job and i was looking after all the young kids i got savage experience out of it now the other options were I could work in the elderly club, which was, you know, elderly people come there every morning and they have their breakfast and they play fucking chess and games with all the old people and they all converse and, like, you can play games with them and you can make them food and you have to serve food and clear food. And, like, basically for the whole duration of that, I was fucking cleaning in elderly club. All you did was fucking clean. So I was like, fuck that. Not going in there. Boring as fuck. And you'd be a fat cunt as well because you were just fed food in elderly club because they were constantly making it. So it was like, nah, fuck that. So then there was elderly home, which is basically, you know, a, a home for elderly people. That's all it was. But what you do in, in that pl- spot was you know, play games with the elderly people. Again, come up with activities with them. You feed them. You can walk with them, push them around in wheelchairs. Sometimes they went out on outings. It was just, you know, it was, it was good as well. That was actually really nice. I enjoyed working with the elderly people, but it, I just wasn't suited to it. You know, I was more high energy and that was just really, really chill in, um, the elderly home so i was like no so instead carl ended up working in the elderly home and so did the portuguese fella as well but carl mainly just sat in the office and did checkbooks like he did the checks for um the elderly home and the organization which was handy for him because he didn't really want to work that much anyway so that it was a it was a handy job for him so i was i was well suited to do kindergarten a kindergarten b instead and then there was the infants where me carl or the portuguese guy weren't allowed to do anyway we weren't allowed work with the infants for some reason it was only females only so we didn't i didn't even get a chance to work with them i remember i was in with them a few times but i never got the chance to work with them now when you're on evs i may be saying like this is what everyone does on evs but when you're on evs the whole thing revolved around it really is like you know you're you're volunteering yeah but you can you're given basically the tools to do whatever the fuck you want so for example like if you want like you pick out things you're good at so like say like um you're good at singing and you can play guitar well then you can do singing lessons and guitar lessons within your community like you're supposed to be real tight-knit within the community whereas we weren't because during my time on play on fucking volunteering the company i had been with the actual organization i had been with had recently just gone through a change in fucking power so the boss had been changed over and they were going through a change and they also changed where we were living because the previous group had been living in the town within the community where we had been living outside on the outskirts of town this time which i thought was a fucking terrible idea as well which why we didn't get involved with the community half as much as the last group did but basically what you're supposed to do on Erasmus is they give you whatever the fuck you want. Like, no, not give you whatever. I mean, they give you the fucking space and tools to do whatever the fuck you want and set it up yourself. So I'll get into it when, because I did some training days when I was over there. They were the best um, weeks I spent over in Cyprus. There was like two whole weeks we went. We were set up in hotels and uh, all expenses paid, all food paid for. It was fucking skits. But I'll get on to it. I'll get on to it. I just keep fucking reminding myself. <coughs> also would have been probably fucking good to mention that this Erasmus, this volunteering, all expenses paid for, flights paid for, food paid for, travel paid for, house set up all. I didn't have to put hand in my pocket. I didn't have to do fucking anything. It was savage. And also you get pocket money as well for you to spend over there. So whatever you want to do, you can spend your pocket money on whatever the fuck you want. AKA Ayanapa. 15 minute bus journey right beside us like fucking top quality anyway so for the first month or so we got settled in we got to meet a few mentors we were doing basic shit you know we were trying to get involved with the community 
trying to find our niche, seeing where we were going to work. And we were having barbecues with like um, people within the community because they love the volunteers. As soon as they know all the volunteers are in, they want to get to know them. But so, but this was only for like the first one or two months. And then after a while, they just didn't give a fucking shit about us. But for the first few, one or two months, it was savage. We were fucking getting fed every day, leading barbecues, going out fishing, getting fed, drink, going to Ayanapa, fucking having unbelievable times. No, actually, just bear in mind here that when I was working, right, you obviously... With different organizations, you'd be doing different things. So, like, you might not even... Like, what I was doing... What I was trying to say was what I was doing... It was basically... I had a job along with my volunteering. So, I could I could do all those things, you know. I could come up with events. I could fucking teach crappy to the young kids if I wanted to. Or... But I also had to do the job that I was doing there. I also had to work with the young kids. Now, to be fair to them, I was only in work from 8 o'clock in the morning to 1 o'clock every day. And the rest of the day, I had to myself... But that was mandatory. You had to work there. Whereas, and then you could do your other shit on the side. Whereas in other organizations and projects, you don't have to, you probably don't have to do that at all. You can do whatever the fuck you want, which can be boring as well, because then you're sitting at home or you're sitting in the space and you don't know what the fuck to do. You have no ideas, nothing to come up with, but the people around you will help you. Obviously the other volunteers there as well. You get into the mindset after a while, but because there's other creative people around you. But I mean, after a while, I just got so fucking bored in Cyprus because everyone just got so monotonous and boring and we didn't have anything to do because we were out of the way. It was fucking, it was a hefty old eight months, I tell you that. Hefty old eight months. Look, it was all well and good. I got good experience out of working with the young kids anyway. But I tell you, if I hadn't have been working with the young kids, I would have been fucking out of there by the first month. I would have been gone because I knew for a fact that we weren't going to be doing that much considering we were out of town. So anyway, I'll skip on to, I'll go, I'll, I'll try and do this month by month. I'll try and remember because I memory's fucking geek anyway. But September, anyway, all I remember in September is that we did the seminars. So we did the training week up in the capital of Cyprus in Nicosia. And these things, uh, these are mandatory as well when you do Erasmus. Everyone does them. But these are hands down the best things you will do when you're on Erasmus. <coughs> you meet loads of new volunteers. You meet uh, loads of new mentors. They give you great advice. They give you all the information you need to know. And you get to do savage activities as well. And you're set up in a hotel for the whole week. From mon Monday to fucking Sunday, you are set up in that hotel. And you get three square meals a day. You get fed food and drink. It's fucking tops. And you're in the capital as well. And you can go out drinking every night. Savage. And you get to meet all new people as well. So hands down, definitely the best few weeks I had in Cyprus was definitely those training things. Being up the north of Cyprus is fucking savage. And they are mandatory. So when you do Erasmus Plus or when you do EVS or at the same fucking thing, when you do that, you will definitely have to do at least two training weeks. I I think I was supposed to do three. I don't know. But I only ended up doing two. I did one in September and one in November. And that was it. But I'm pretty sure if you do a year Erasmus, you definitely get to do three. And they are fucking savage. Actually, also in September as well, <clears throat> we had this like fucking big community barbecue. They used to do them. I don't know. I don't think it was every month, but it was once every two months. And basically what they do is they get like a big massive trough and they fill it with coal and they make souvlaki all night and they sell souvlaki to the whole community and they make a fucking bomb. It's a good way to raise money within the community. And souvlaki is one of the sexiest things I came across in Cyprus. It is fucking beautiful. It's barbecued pork a fucking skewer and they fucking scoop that shit into a pit of bread they put cucumbers tomatoes cilantro fucking lemon and lime juice over the top and i usually put like tzatziki sauce on it as well it's like a fucking greek yogurt sauce with cucumber and garlic in it unbelievable absolutely unbelievable highly recommend if you're ever greased to get definitely get a fucking souvlaki kebab 100% there unbelievable the food was actually wasn't too bad over there it was actually pretty decent and it was relatively cheap as well. So I was balling, swimming in fucking food. But Suvlaki, I tell you. Ooh! Ooh, baby! Anytime I got some of that shit, man. Holy fucking shit, man. It's some good stuff, man. So anyway, getting back on the shit. All right. I, I, I've written out some bullet points because I keep trailing off. So we're going to keep it. Back to Cyprus, baby. Back to Cyprus. Okay. So also, I'm not mentioning the other volunteers as well. I'll get around to it, obviously. Right, so... Still in September, fuck me, did a shit ton of stuff in September and, and October. But anyway, 
September ended up having an intercultural night as well. Me and Carl got up on stage to like a lot of um, elderly people in the community and told them about Ireland, which was fucking stupid because no one spoke fucking English. So I was basically speaking to a fucking cloud of deaf people. It was fucking hilarious, but sure, look, had to be done. Mandatory. That was good crack. Then we finally met one of our mentors as well. Really nice dude, uh, Cypriot guy as well. And he showed he showed us around for a lot of the month of September. Showed us some fucking cool landmarks, good drinking spots, quality shit like that, sorting us out. Then at the end of September, we went to some festival up the north again um, of Cyprus, up at the capital. Went to some fucking sick ass festival. Stayed the night over there. Little things like that were savage because you got to get out of the house. You do little things like that every now and then that pop up, and anything that came up, we just agreed to go to, just because it would usually be good crack. So anyway, on to October. At the start of October, I got fucking violently ill in Cyprus. I mean, like, severely fucking ill. I um, I don't know what happened. I think I got a stomach infection or something, but I woke up one morning and I was just vomiting until my stomach, like, fucking hurt from tensing that much. Like, it was just, cr- like, I was vomiting until there was nothing coming out. And that would happen every 20 minutes. Like, I'd fucking vomit for 20, for like two minutes and then I chill out and then 20 minutes later the exact same feeling again I just kept getting sick so I was like fuck this went to the doctors and she checked me out anyway but when I was waiting in line for the doctors running to the bathroom I was getting sick finally went to the doctor she checked me she was like oh yeah you definitely you, you need injections go on in next door and get the get the injection so I was like fucking sorted went in next door and I was waiting your one was prepping her needles or whatever and I was like here I'm gonna get fucking sick again can you sort me out so she handed me like this little cardboard box and I just got sick everywhere right in front of the cardboard box in front of her. She was like, oh, what the fuck? I was like, look, I can't fucking hold it in, lady. I'm sorry, but you need to be fast with them needles. So straight away, jocks down, needles, right in my ass cheek, right ass cheek, left ass cheek, job done. And I was fucking sorted then. So I was out of commission for about a week at the start of October because that thing had me fucked up. I wasn't. I had to eat like fucking rice, toast, and like fucking milk or some shit. Oh, man, I was on a terrible diet for the week. But anyway, we met during October as well. We met another one of our volunteers and he was like the fucking nicest dude ever. He invited us to everything. He was the main guy. Like, I think if it wasn't for him, our experience would have been way shittier because he, uh, when he got involved with us, he like invited us to everything. Everything he did, we were there in his gaff, barbecues, drinking, nights out, clubs. He even invited us to his brother's wedding. It was fucking sick. I'll get around to that as well because I got to experience some tradition. I'll get around to it at the end. Well, when it happened. So then at the end of October, it was Halloween and there was a place in the town where I was living. Right? It was actually on the outskirts of the town. It seemed like the most randomest thing to be there, but it was a botanical gardens. And they were looking for staff to work for two days over the course of Halloween because they were having fucking Halloween day or some shit for the kids. Of course, word spread that I was you know, one of the volunteers and that I was a waiter in a hotel back in Ireland. So they were like, oh, if we could borrow one of your volunteers, we'll pay him as well. Extra 200 blips. I was like, fucking cert, extra 200 blips. Back pocket was like fucking gold dust. So I was like, cert, I'll do that. Did it. And it ended up being like one of the fucking shittest things ever. It was awful. I just had to go around and pick shit up off the ground for the whole day. Waiter, my fucking ass. It was terrible. Your one, I don't know how she gets anything done in that fucking botanical gardens. She was so nitpicky and ah, everything had to be done her way. Fucking Anyway, moving on. End of October anyway. Pretty sad. The Spanish woman that we had been living with. Ah, fuck. I nearly said her name. Okay, no, okay. I'll bleep it. I'll bleep it. Didn't mean to. She sadly had to leave um, after two months of being in Cyprus, the volunteering program, because she was fucking deathly anorexic, the poor woman. She was very, very skinny and, you know, constantly burning calories. She would wake up in the middle of the night and eat food every, I'd say, I think it was every three or four hours just to keep her metabolism up. She wouldn't get a lift with us to work she wouldn't get a lift home she'd walk everywhere and i mean it's fucking 30 degrees heat in cyprus like any chance i got to de- get the car because we had to cycle to work so any chance i got to get the car i was getting in that fucking car i'd be sweating balls otherwise if it got to work so i can't imagine how she was walking every day and she ate fuck all as well she didn't eat the food that was given to, we were given lunch every day as well and she never ate that food she would only nitpick and eat small bits of food and i think at one point we were told that she had become delirious, like she was losing her fucking mind over there. And she had been spotted by some of the locals. I think she was uh, 
she was going to the bathroom in a field like they were like driving along and they had spotted her in a field and i'm pretty sure she was like taking a dump or something but the poor woman was losing her fucking mind over there obviously the heat hadn't been good to her and she was suffering from anorexia so they decided ultimately to send her home which i thought was fucking great idea because you know she was in a bad spot still in contact with her now she's lovely she's doing well she's really healthy now thank fuck but sadly she had to leave so in comes a new volunteer the search begins for a new volunteer to come in november so they can finish up with us in april so basically everything was going good in the house everyone was mates with each other everyone was friendly with each other everyone was chatting we were all having a good time volunteers having a great time a little bit involved in the community not so much anymore you know slightly dying out but we have our mentors so we're still having a good time so start november start november comes along november fuck me start november comes along and again another souvlaki party fuck yeah more souvlaki and they finally found a new volunteer so at this souvlaki party this is where the community is going to need this new volunteer we're going to meet her as well so in comes a new volunteer so instead of uh, italian sicilian portuguese spanish and two irish now we have italian sicilian two portuguese and two irish so a portuguese woman came over and she was the new volunteer and yes she was the same age as in the same age range 27 again i think 28 in the same age range as the other women as well now this is where shit gets fucking weird right this is this lady basically fucking brought this shit to its knees but i'll get around to it anyway right so anyway <clears throat> mid-november some cool shit i i uh, went to a camel park fucking hop got to go on some camels it was fucking skits um and mid november uh, midway through november as well we had another training week of course as i mentioned before these were fucking unbelievable savage weeks and also the portuguese um she didn't come with the portuguese woman obviously she didn't come with us either because she had just been starting out she went to her own one uh separately so yeah i could see how she kind of felt left out but we were trying to integrate her into the house as well and, and get on with her and stuff so then at the end of november then carl's mate came over can't mention uh, actually yeah troy came over uh to cyprus to meet me and carl he stayed in ayanapa he was there for a few days it was actually good crack we fucking chilled out with him and then beginning of december starts so i'm absolutely flying along here but you can imagine i was bored off my fucking no because as as i said the house was on the outskirts of the town so i was only working and then from one o'clock every day i had free time on my plate so we were either doing stuff or we weren't doing so we were either going somewhere or we were sitting at home doing fuck all making food so anyway start of december comes along and again in the town the community it was a very tight-knit community because the actually forgot to mention the organization i was with run all of those five things within the community as i said the elderly club elderly home two kindergartens and the infants they're actually run by the one organization and they're well known within the community obviously everyone knows them by first name they're all good friends all the whole community knows so when shit like that goes on we're basically behind most of it they get us involved obviously because they see it's free hands obviously volunteers so christmas christmas night comes along in the town there's loads of shit going on or whatever thankfully not that involved portuguese lad on the other hand is involved and he has to dress up as a fucking uh, snowman and sit in this massive globe for like fucking six hours for the whole night and me and carl just floated around chilling out and drinking for the night gas crack altogether but taking some mick out of the portuguese guy dressed as fucking snowman poor bastard also in december i got to fucking fulfill my fucking one of my bucket list dreams i got to dress up as santa for a load of kids it was fucking savage crack tell you if you have ever dressed up as a santa for school for school or school class i tell you it's one of the best feelings ever it's so much fun i had so much fun with the kids and I, uh throughout the month of december as well obviously you'd know if you're working with as a teacher as teachers works they base a lot of their work around uh seasons of the year and like um different like special occasions so any special occasion that came up we were highly involved in the school and in the class also for the whole month of december we were working with the kids so they could do a stage show for all the parents of course because most schools do that so that was fucking deadly crack as well and we were putting up um fucking decorations throughout the whole school as well for the whole month of december playing games with the kids as well fucking savage crack got to dress up as santa i got a shitty costume you'll probably see a picture of it somewhere i can't really put it up because the kids face is in the picture but i can block it out and you'll see but my 
Santa uniform was like a fucking piece of shit. And Carl gets to dress up as Santa and he gets the quality one. His beard is fucking quality. My beard was made out of fucking felt and paper. Biggest load of shit. But should look it. I didn't care. I just wanted to dress up as Santa. So it was a win-win for me. So basically then after that, I went home for two weeks. Went home to, back to Ireland for two weeks to party, meet all the boys, chill out, you know, clear my head from fucking what was Cyprus, the shitstorm. Hadn't seen any of my family or anything. So those two weeks home were well needed and it was good crack altogether. But I was back over again in January. Two weeks were as quick as fucking anything. Back over in January again. Straight back into another training day. Now this sadly wasn't a training week. It was a training day. We went and it was all about voting and stuff. Not getting in much into it because it's boring as fuck. But anyway, just going because I didn't do much in January because I had been off for the two weeks. But anyway, I actually... I, during uh, January as well, I organized a movie night for all the young kids in the schools. The two schools I organized a movie night to see. Oh, I can't remember what movie, but uh, fucking Inside Out, I think it was. And um, I organized the whole thing. Even got a popcorn machine for a projector, downloaded the movie, everything. Did the leaflets for it. It was fucking savage. Kids loved it. And that was the reoccurring thing. That was my thing. See, these were the things you kind of came up with yourself. See, if they give you the tools to do it and you do it yourself, basically. Uh, like coming up with activities and shit like this to do whereas you know like you're not actually supposed like you're, I, I wasn't actually supposed to be doing this in mind they didn't really give a fuck if i did do this or not do this that's why like the people other volunteers in my house didn't really give a fuck because they weren't doing much but i wanted to get the most out of my experience anyway so any chance i had to do something i was definitely going to take it so on to february here we go nearly fucking finished on to february me and the sicilian we were actually very good friends over the course of our volunteering, we still are good friends. So me and her decided to go up to the capital. We took some days off. We decided to go up to the capital for a few days and a few nights just to see what it was like, get get most of our time there, you know, do some exploring because we hadn't done much up in the capital. So the only reason I'm bringing this up is because on the way home, right, so, so we're leaving Paphos right, and we're waiting on a bus. <coughs> so we're sitting at the bus station we're chatting away or whatever and the bus is in for another 40 minutes so i'm chatting and i'm like all right i need to take a shit so i'm like all right i'll go down to i'll go into this cafe we're sitting outside and i'll take a shit and i go simple simple thought in my head this is all it was go into the cafe toilets closed they were like there's public toilets down the road there i was like oh fuck me public toilets i can only imagine in this fucking heat what these toilets are going to be like <coughs> Went down to the toilets, went in, you could just, you could fucking imagine exactly how it was. Went into the corner toilet, I was like, oh, fuck me. Bang a piss or whatever. So I ended up, um, I, I needed to take a shit though. So I was hovering above the, the jack. So I was take, taking a shit, hovering above the toilet bowl. Ass wasn't touching, just squatting, basically hovering. So I finished my shit and I go to turn around to grab bog roll right now if you can picture this i'm taking obviously we're just sitting in the toilet you turn around to your right right and imagine you know when you're sitting in a stall in uh sitting in a stall fucking anywhere and there's the bog roll beside you those machines well picture the toilet roll being on top of that machine right so i'm turning around and it's kind of behind me so i'm turning around and i'm reaching up to grab this toilet roll on top of the machine and i look up and all i see is on top of the stall, I just see the top of a dude's head, like just his eyes basically, and the top of his head just peeking over. And I audibly went like, what the, what the fuck? Wipe my ass, right? Threw that shit in the toilet straight away. Like it was one wiper, thank fuck, clean as fuck. Flushed that bitch. And I was like shook. I was, my heart was in my fucking mouth. I was like, what the fuck? I was like, you for fucking real? And I, I literally, I just dipped. I, I hopped out of the stall and dipped. And like when I was leaving as well, his stall was like a little bit open. Oh, it was so fucking weird. And I got to the end of the cafe and I was chatting to the Sicilian one, told her what happened. And I was standing there and my fucking heart, the adrenaline, I was like, I'm going to fucking kill you. You fucking come out of this toilet now. I'm going to fucking smash your fucking face in, you weird pervert. I'll fucking kill you. 10 minutes later, three dudes went in and nobody came out. I was like, what the fuck is going on? I ended up sitting down. I was like, you know what? It's not fucking worth it. I'm not going to murder anybody today, right? It's fucking weird as fuck, man. I can't believe it fucking happened. I'd say when that dude looked over, he got some stench, man. I'd say I burnt his eyebrows off. That was one fucking horrible shit I took. I, I don't know what he was planning and seeing when he looked over. I don't know what he was waiting for, but I mean... 
Jesus Christ, I couldn't imagine the surprise. But he was watching, you know, either he looked up at one really bad time or he was watching me take that shit. It was one or the other. Either way, that dude is fucked. Fuck that guy. But I was I was thinking, imagine I was, I, I, I got fucking angry as shit and I kicked open the bathroom stall and it was like a fucking seven foot Russian guy who was just pissing and then accidentally glanced over because he's that fucking tall and I kicked the door down and kicked the shit out of him. Imagine, he just pulls out a fucking knife and stabs the shit out of me in the toilet in a public bathroom in Cyprus. No one would ever fucking know. Insane. Couldn't believe that story. It haunts the fucking shit out of me. But anyway, February, we get invited to our mentor's brother's wedding. It was a really nice thing for him to do. He invited us to his brother's wedding and we got to experience, you know, cool Cypriot tradition. And also there, I didn't know this, but they are uh, Greek Cypriot people are Orthodox. That's their religion over there. And I didn't even, I had no fucking clue what Orthodox was before I went over there. So I got to experience some of that tradition as well. Um, so I remember we, I think we went to the house before the wedding for the, the vows and shit. I can't remember. We went, yeah, we went to the house and then we went to the church and then we went to the food hall then and there was like a big massive buffet and they drank till like seven o'clock in the morning. But that night our mentor, the night before our mentor had put a bet on with me, the Portuguese guy and Carol that the first one to pass out throughout the wedding has to get a tattoo of the organization's name on a part of our body so i was like okay no problem i'm not gonna fucking pass out anyway because you know i'm against carol and a fuck i'm fine with that because you know i'm not gonna fucking pass out because i'm gonna take my time i'm not a fucking idiot obviously our mentor is not gonna pass out because he's cypria and he drinks there's this stuff that they drink over there called um zivnia now zivnia is like (sighs) just any horrible liquor like you know it, it's just fucking paint thinner you throw it on the fucking wall and the paint runs off i mean this shit burns your throat but what they do they drink it really cold so they always it's always like near freezing point which is lovely but obviously the fuck our mentor is fucking immune to this shit because he's drinking it most of his fucking adult life so me and carl and the portuguese guy are trying to knock this back keep up with him and we're all getting fucked up but thankfully carl thinks he can drink so much and not pass out so sadly carl ends up fucking getting absolutely fucked off his tits i mean carl got so fucking drunk that night it was insane we ended up having to leave the party at one o'clock he was falling all over himself great crack all together though fucking hell some buzz carl basically ended up uh i wouldn't say yeah basically butt naked on the kitchen floor by the end of the night, passed out. It was fucking hilarious. All that was covering him was like a small tea towel, tea towel over his crotch. It was hilarious. But he did. To be fair, he didn't get the he didn't get the tattoo. We we said you don't have to go through with the tattoo because you know he was a fucking trooper that night. So to be fair to him, he didn't have to get no tattoo. Also, at the end of February, the two Italian well, two Italians you can call them yeah, but the Italian and the Sicilian were no longer speaking to each other. The two women just didn't get on with each other. Like for a while they had got on really, really well with each other. And then after a while their personalities just began to bounce. And they were living in the same room with each other as well. So I could just imagine how they would have been. Whereas I was in the same room with Carl. And you know me and Carl are really fucking chill. And we know each other a while. So we were much more comfortable. Where I could imagine what they were like in their room. Stuck with each other all the fucking time. They were probably doing each other's heads in. I also forgot to never mention the the, the bedroom arrangements. But it was... B and Carl in one room, the Sicilian and Italian in another room, and the Spanish woman was in a room on her own, and the Portuguese guy was in a room on his own. But when the Spanish girl left, the Sicilian and the Italian changed rooms, so they were in their own rooms. And then when the Portuguese girl came back, well, the Portuguese girl came, then they had to go back into the same room, and the Portuguese girl had her own room. Anyway, at the end of March, this is when it all came to a fucking a clash right so basically the portuguese guy in the house stopped speaking to me and carl and the italian and the sicilian and only spoke to the portuguese woman really we don't know why he just it was just over time really it was over the course of maybe like a week or two where he just stopped talking to us we're like what the fuck was going on we were kind of and even when we did talk to him he was very vague he, he wasn't engaging in conversation very much we were like what the fuck is going on with him right 
Two, the Italian Sicilian weren't talking. Portuguese woman wasn't speaking to anybody in the house other than the Portuguese guy because she just wasn't friends with us. She didn't want to do anything with us. And anytime we tried to speak to her, she would get smart. I, I, she was just fucking skits. That woman was absolutely nuts. So anyway, one of the days, the Sicilian was at work in kindergarten A or kindergarten B. And the Portuguese was also working there in kindergarten A and kindergarten B. And... Um, she, the Portuguese one approached the Sicilian one. Around. I know this is hard to follow, but bear with me. So, Portuguese, the yeah, the Portuguese woman was basically speaking to the Italian woman as well. So they had become friends, but the Italian woman hated the Sicilian woman. So you could see where this is going. Anyway, they were teaming up or whatever. Uh, but she was just so childish. I've never met such a childish twenty fucking seven year old. Like the Portuguese woman was twenty seven. I've never met so fucking childish. But anyway, she went up to the Sicilian woman and she was like, oh, they ended up getting, she got into a verbal argument with her. She ended up getting in a fight with her and she was like, oh, you're fucking crazy. So the Sicilian woman thought it was a fucking brilliant idea to bring up the time when going back when the Portuguese woman first arrived and the Sicilian woman and the Italian woman had to change rooms. The Italian woman, all right, so... The Sicilian woman said, you think I'm crazy? You're calling me crazy. Well, insert name here. The Italian woman did this to you, right? And she told her that when she had first moved in, right? This is how fucking skits these people were I was listening. I was living with, right? Uh, wait until you hear. I'll get around to it. But this, this is how fucking skits they were. She, the Italian woman took the Portuguese woman's toothbrush and rubbed it around the toilet just because she had taken her room just because she knew she had to move back into a room with another woman. She got so angry, she took the other woman's toothbrush. She had nothing, like, she had no um, say whatsoever over the situation. It was all our mentors doing, but she had to do it anyway, and she ended up, and, like, the Portuguese woman had nothing to do with it whatsoever, and yet the Italian one rubbed her toothbrush on the toilet. It was the fucking sickest thing I've ever heard. So, obviously, when the Portuguese woman heard that, she flipped the fucking lid. I mean, she flipped the fucking lid we were supposed to have a going away party you know because it's end of march you know i'm finishing up in april we're supposed to have a, a going away party or whatever and like she was like i'm not fucking going i'm not going and then basically for the next two days shit was boiling over i mean the house was tense as fuck i'm like i'm, I'm the middleman in all this you know i i'm trying to be friends with everyone you know i'm just caught in the sidelines here because obviously the italian doesn't talk to me because i'm friends with the sicilian and basically the Portuguese woman just didn't talk to anybody because she was fucking skits. Anyway, over the course of three days, shit was boiling over in the house. <clears throat> now, I'm not being racist or anything, right? But the, the impression I got in the house with the Portuguese people was they were very, very fucking lazy. And I mean disgustingly lazy. Like, they never did any of their dishes. They would only eat the food. that Like, we also got pocket money for food as well, so we had to buy a good bit of our food. And we were only like maybe given lunch or whatever and like pasta and shit, basic shit. But the Portuguese were, they were like really, really stingy and they would eat all the food and like, and also like they, they would eat so much. They would eat all the food that was given to us really. And we'd have to, we were the only people spending our money on food and they'd have loads of money and they were just fucking, I can't remember what they were doing. I think like the Portuguese guy was saving up for tattoos and shit. It was just weird, but basically that they, they had, she had manipulated him, basically. That, that That's as plain and simple as I can put it. She manipulated the Portuguese... The Portuguese woman manipulated the Portuguese guy into hating, like, everyone in the house. And they never cleaned. They were fucking sick. At one point, he was so weird as well, because we were such good mates, and then he just became so distant. It was so strange. But this motherfucker, all right, at one point, actually trying to avoid speaking to us by pissing out his back garden. So to actually speak to us, you know, to go to the bathroom... He'd have to walk through the sitting room to get to the bathroom. And sometimes he just wouldn't want to speak to us or want to see us. So he'd piss out his back garden. Now, he only done this for maybe one or two weeks. But, I mean, this guy pissed like a fucking racehorse. Like, I mean, he pissed so fucking often. And he used to eat oranges. But he would actually pick, go out. You could In Cyprus, you could actually pick oranges off the trees as well. And he would go around picking oranges off the trees just so he could save money. Because I think he wanted to get tattoos or something. He was a scroungy cunt. Anyway, he ended up... He wasn't... And it, yeah, what was I saying about him? Yeah, he was eating oranges as well, right? And he was pissing out the back garden. Now, remember, this is Cyprus. This It isn't fucking cold in Cyprus, may I remind you. Now, it's March, I know, but I mean, it's getting fucking warmer and it's like fucking 22, 23, 24 degrees, which is scorching in Ireland, right? 
That that's how hot it is over there. And he's pissing out the back garden maybe fucking six or seven times a day. And he's eating his oranges and he's fucking the peels out in the back garden, right? Now, where he's pissing and hang he hangs up his clothes there as well, but right beside that is the washing machine. So to wash my clothes, I have to go around behind his room and wash my shit. And when you walk around there, after like a week or so, you actually couldn't even go around and wash your clothes because of the smell of ammonia and piss and orange peels was fucking disgusting. Like it was just pissing in the same spot and it was steeping. It was fucking nasty. All oh, this fumes coming off and shit. It was actually really dangerous. I, I, my parents told me it's actually can be dangerous for you. You can fucking suffocate or I don't think suffocate, but you can, they can fucking make you trippy or whatever. The fumes, but it, sick. This is what I'm fucking dealing with. This is absolutely just like I have to wash my clothes, man. What are you doing? Pissing the fucking toilet like a normal person, you fat, lazy cunt. All right. Anyway, so they never used to clean their dishes. They'd like he used to have plates and plates stacking up in the room. You'd be like, where the fuck's all the balls? And you go into his room and there'd be a fucking 60 balls there. Same with her. And she used to wash his dishes, but she'd rarely, the Portuguese woman would rarely wash his dishes. So at one point, we I was just constantly, like, I, I honestly, I'm not. I've gotten so much patience from being in Cyprus. It's fucking scandalous. So I honestly, I couldn't really give a fuck at this point. I was just supposed to go home because it's near the end of March. So it all boiled down to there was some fucking plates and balls on the sink and Carl was fucking sick of it. He was like, I'm not having this shit anymore. He was like, clean your fucking shit or I swear to God. Oh, fucking kill ya. So he said this to the Portuguese guy. Well, he didn't, I don't think he said he fucking kill you, but he was like, do your fucking dishes or whatever. He texted him. He was like, go do your dishes. Portuguese guy came out, obviously all confrontational. For some reason, we don't know why. We were actually, we were good friends with him. Like, And he was like, oh, you fucking, say it to my fucking face, Carl. Say it to my face. And Carl was like, clean your clean your dishes, bro. It's all I'm fucking asking you. Clean your dishes. And he goes, no, I'm not cleaning my fucking dishes. Fuck you. Carl's not Carl's not one guy, you know, you don't just go up and say fuck you with the Carl's face. So Carl pushed Portuguese guy. Obviously, he was provoked. He pushed him. He's like, fuck you, can't fuck you. And then Portuguese guy swung a dig, hit Carl, Carl, hit him back. They were fucking tumbling on the floor. Two big fucking dudes, man. I mean, big, huge fucking guys thumping the shit out of each other. And I'm just standing there like, holy fucking shit, can't. This is fucking insane. So basically, they end up scrapping in the fucking in the kitchen and then they move into the sitting room and they're still scrapping and then the Sicilian girl the Sicilian woman thankfully broke the fight I, I couldn't do it. I wasn't getting in between fucking two fucking 200 pound men trying to break them up fuck that so I was like nah she broke it up and then subsequently the Portuguese people were left the house they, they kicked or left however so they, they weren't leaving they weren't living in the volunteer house anymore they picked up and they fucked off and they were staying in a different spot in town I can, oh they were staying in the elderly club they ended up sleeping there there was beds in the elderly club downstairs so i think they ended up staying there and there was also showers in there so they could stay there <coughs> so now we have in the house by the end of march it's me or mid-march i think it's me carl the sicilian and the italian woman as well but she ended up leaving the house as well because she wasn't speaking to anyone. Her only friend was the Portuguese woman. I don't even know how they were friends. They were both fucking insane. But her only friend was the Portuguese woman. And then she left and then she brought the Portuguese guy with her. And then all she was stuck in the house was me, Carl, and the Sicilian. And we were all really good friends. So she was like, fuck this, I'm out of here. She was with a new dude every week anyway. So she was off to some fella's house. So she was gone. So we had the last few weeks in the house to ourselves just the three of us and it was fucking savage because we were the people who were meant to go volunteer and we wanted to do stuff you know obviously we didn't do any because we had such a short amount of time but i mean we had such a great time in the house and we had the minivan so we could go wherever the fuck we want also at the time the uh, sicilian's friend came over as well who also did volunteering with the same organization she had actually um requested for this sicilian one to go so she came over and she was with us for the last two weeks and she chilled and saved us and we had a fucking skits time. So yeah, that was, you know, basically it. Then we chilled for the two weeks. We got fucked up, went to Ayanapa. I think we were off as well because we hadn't been working. They were like, you know what? No one's actually basically still needs to work kind of, you know, we were, we could go in if we wanted, I think. But I remember I was working for the past, the last two weeks, but I remember, I don't think Carl was and I'm pretty sure um, the Portuguese people weren't working either, but yeah last two weeks were savage you know we got to say our goodbyes to all the people we all the kids i got to say goodbyes to all the kids it was so sad uh to say goodbye to all the teachers all my mentors all the people we were working with all the people we'd met you know we all had to have single nights saying good luck to every one of them and thankfully a few of the teachers invited us to their houses for dinner and all and it was really really nice we got gifts and the kids drew us paintings and all it was fucking skits
I had a fucking savage time. Said goodbye to everyone. Sadly, don't keep that much in touch anymore. But like, what do you expect? All that crazy shit that just fucking happened. Like, I mean, I haven't even touched. I haven't even, I barely skimmed the water on some of the crazy shit that happened in Cyprus. But basically, that was my overall experience, you know, after that um, shit show that was, I think it just basically led down to, I think it was bad um, choosing of people who should be volunteered. Like, I mean, like, did they not do any background checks on these fucking people? Like, I mean, I feel like I was specially selected, but also, I mean, like, what the fuck, who the fuck picked the other people? You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, at least do some sort of, have a conversation with the person beforehand. Jesus. But anyway, I think it was just bad down to lack of preparation. It boils down to lack of preparation and, you know, definitely on my part and 100% on the organization's part. Definitely. They were so badly organized. I think if they were more organized and up to date with their shit, I think we would have had a fucking skits time, but also, I think if it was a year, year earlier, I probably would have had a better time as well, because it was just bad timing for the organization, but sure, look, did, my experience is making it kind of sound like I didn't have a great time, but I did have a fucking skits time, I got to learn, you know, the skills you learn when you move away from home, you get to cook, clean, fucking wipe your own ass, clean your own shit, live like a fucking man, and travel, and see loads of crazy shit, and meet new pa- crazy people. But I really miss, I, I miss working with the kids over in Cyprus. It was my favorite thing to do over there. It was fucking savage. It's the best fucking experience ever, and I highly recommend it. Now, you can do more than eight months. You can do one month. You can do however the fuck long you fucking, well, I'm, I'm pretty sure you can't do more than a fucking year because it's not fair. But, I mean, after you do the year now, because I've done, you can only do Erasmus once unless you want to do it in college as well, which I will be doing. But you can do it. Anyone can do it. I don't think everyone knows that. Anyone can fucking do it. You can just look it up. You can find an organization. You can get in contact with them and you can fucking go. That's what it is, you know? And I didn't know that. I thought I was, uh, you know, I was chosen to do this specific one because this was there, but I have been offered since, you know, I've been told a few places that I can go, but obviously I can't go because I've done the one and because you've only done the one, you can't do another, but you can do a week training. Like those trainings I went to, you can actually do those. You can just go for the week or two weeks, which also I would fucking highly recommend because they're savage as well. And I will definitely be doing one in the near future. And hopefully again, I'll be able to speak about it a bit more. If anyone ever has any questions, don't be afraid to pop into the DMS of KG's underscore podcast. So, Anyway, that was my Cyprus experience. Um, thanks for listening. I know I don't want to keep it too long. I hope I have some good shit in there. I hope you enjoyed listening. And, um, you know, this is the first podcast. I'm just taking it easy, taking a chill. This is only going to be fucking shits and gigs, man. Um, you know, I don't plan on putting too much effort into it at the moment because I have college and life and shit. So, you know, it's just for a bit of crack. Thanks for listening anyway. And um, follow the Instagram, KG's underscore podcast. And follow me on Instagram, Keith underscore Goff. All right, take it easy, skits and gigs. Thanks for listening, boys. Peace and love.